Hi, this is the projectionist Hasmicha. Uh, this following is an edited conversation uh, that went on a little bit too long between myself and two other of our projectionists, uh, Smicha bearing projectionist, and it sort of went all over the place. Uh, so I decided to divide the conversation into three. Um, so you're going to hear first uh, my good friend Mark Hawib, uh and I talk about uh, his pick, uh, which is The Godfather and other gangster films that The Godfather spawned, including an interesting contrast, I think, between um, Francis Ford Coppola and Martin Scorsese. Um, and then we're going to, I'm going to post in episodes coming up the other parts of the conversation that I had with Rabbi Gottlieb and Rabbi Kolakowski. Uh, and that's going to be coming up. That's going to be all about Cary Grant and about the whole nature of um, movie serials plus short subjects. So that's going to be coming up in parts two and three. But this one is a, it's, it's complete in itself. I think you'll appreciate the discussion that we have about The Godfather. Cue the Nino Rota music. Hope you enjoy it. Be well. You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Clear the aisles, the projectionist has smicha. Hey, I'm here today with uh, Mark Gottlieb is back with us after, uh, uh, hasn't been here for about a month or so. So hi, Mark. And hey, Yitzhak. how are you? All right, then Yitzhak Kolakowskis, and you know, I know you want to talk about something which, you know, in some people's minds is 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 really the source of a, of a of a regenerated uh, interest in 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 crime and genre and, and the whole uh, crime genre, uh, and um, you know, really one of the most influential uh, films uh, of all time. Uh, in some ways, Mark, it does harken back to the. Uh, to the you know glorifying the gangsters of the 30s and 40s but in, in other ways it's an incredibly new take on things which you're still feeling its footprints today right so why don't you uh, sort absolutely. of absolutely yeah no i i'd love to talk tonight about the godfather 1972 best picture best actor nominated for best supporting actor number of of uh of great uh modern day uh actors in fact al pacino refused to attend the ceremony the the oscar ceremony because he felt jilted that his performance was only categorized as a best supporting actor when he he felt he had more (laughs) screen time than marlon brando who of course wins for best actor uh it also won I, i think best adapted screenplay by Mario Puzo from his novel and Francis Ford Coppola, the, the director, of course. Like, as we've been discussing the serial films, I, I couldn't help but think about the dramatic contrast between this film where The Godfather, as you were saying of Rainbow, takes a, a known genre, takes a standard conventional genre, the gangster film, and elevates it with rich characterization with significant moral complexity um, with beautiful 
um, cinematography, beautiful musical accompaniment. I mean, it's it's clearly one of the most influential films of all time, arguably one of the top two or three films of all time. I know you want to make a case of Rainbow that Godfather Part Two maybe outshines its predecessor. It did it did get more Academy Award nominations and wins. I think it got sure. six wins. Um, as opposed to the three in the in the original, but look, there's so much to say about about the Godfather. I, I have spent the past few weeks binging very, um, very passionately, very deeply, uh, the Sopranos, which I had net I had not seen in its original run, but now I am fully <laughs> caught this up. Is, this <laughs> is the first time you've seen the Sopranos. Yes, the first time. The, and so you you avoided the Sopranos and all those. In the '90s, you avoided the Sopranos. I missed it. I missed it in the late '90s, early 2000s. Wow! And for years, I I just I I wasn't interested. I I don't. Boy, was I was I wrong? Was I missing something? (laughs) It is just operatic in its in its you know emotional register. And uh, what's interesting is the the Soprano characters actually reference the godfather they actually yes talk of course about, they do they're of like these these modern day new jersey underlings they're always talking about <laughs> the yes, movies that's the meta i mean the sopranos <laughs> is a much more meta type of, of of film it's always referencing its predecessors its its inspiration and there's a lot to say about the difference between tony soprano and michael corleone um i think michael both are complex characters but Tony actually has more humanity than Michael becomes a, a kind of machine-like vengeance uh, reaper um, and in some ways loses his humanity um, as opposed to Don Vito, who is is full of a kind of grace and a, a kind of a grandfatherly-like <laughs> wisdom. And, you know, there's something much more human about Don Vito than there is about Michael, although Michael and Don Vito share many qualities. Obviously, Don Vito wanted Michael, not Santino, not Sonny, and not Fredo, of course, to to take over the family business. But um, in many ways, those characters are drawn deeply from similar sources, but in other ways, they're they're quite quite different. Um, The ways that make Michael a much more tragic, a much more evil, in some ways, figure um, than Don than than Don Vito are are worth you know are worth noting, but I think as as we are the the uh, the the the, the pro- projectionist with smicha right we're the we're the projectionist with smicha right. so I think you have to begin any kind of commentary on the Godfather with the opening scene in the Godfather where this undertaker uh, Bonsera says and these lines are almost iconic i believe in america that's how he begins and there's like a close-up on his face i believe in america and he goes on to to talk about how he wanted to make a life for him and his family and these ne'er-do-wells abused his daughter and now he he's seeking revenge and of course he did not pay fealty to to don vito in the past, he basically wanted to make his own life, a more modern life, a more conventional American life, eschewing you know, the, the ways of, of the past, of Europe, of, of Sicily. And now 
he's in a position where he wants the help of Don Vito. And eventually Don Vito agrees after really calling him to task for not for not paying not homage as much as respect. And and the themes of respect and family and the traditions of, of the old ways are so prominent in the film. And one could talk about the film as a contrast between America and her consumerism. And this, of course, gets progressively more pronounced in the second part when Las Vegas becomes the, the center of gravity for the Corleone family, when they move from New York to Las Vegas, which again is the, the epitome of, of American consumerism, American crassness. And you see this contrast between America and modernity and it's the newfangled ways, the ways of the body without a soul, the, the material without any kind of soulful, historical, traditional um, content. And, and that's, I think, arguably one of the great themes of, of the film and the book is this, this tension between old and, and new. Of course, Michael goes back to Sicily and he marries this beautiful girl, Apollonia. And, and of course she is killed because the new world is gonna eat, you know, eat its, its ancestors and, and wreak its havoc um, even back in, in, the, in the old world. You know, Mark, um, you, you talk about, about, you know, Don Vito's sort of grandfatherliness and his uh, representing at least some sort of values uh, of yes. the old world. Yes. But as Godfather Two points out, that that old world—it's—it's—it's—it's—it's a fantasy it's, it's to believe. Yeah, the old it's, world. The old world. Is, the old world. They also stuff people's skulls on top yes. of poles, right? But there were yes, but there were there were niceties. There were there were traditions. There were customs. There were things that didn't reduce itself to the bottom line. It wasn't just a business. Don Vito doesn't want to go into the drug business, even though even his own consigliere. Tom Hagen, you know, his adopted son, who says, you know, if you don't get into the narcotics business now, you know, you're going to be shut out. And, and Don Vito is very reluctant and he really pushes against it for as long as possible because that was too much. That was too, too much of an intrusion of immorality into, into the world that Don Vito wanted to control and wanted to keep safe for his own family and for his own ways. So of course the old world was had its evil and had its and had its ugliness, but it was more beautiful. It was more beautiful. It, it was more compassionate in its own way. It had its own music and rhythm, and that that made life a little bit more um, more graceful. I mean, and that I think is an incredible statement that you're saying because when we talk about you know, the, you know, let's say, you know, Edward G. Robinson's characters in the 30s and 40s or, or, or Cagney. Yeah, none of that. Yes. There's no, there's no grace. There's no, right. I mean, you pay, no I mean, you're, fasc you're fascinated by the power and the dynamism or Paul Muni yeah. in, in the original Scarface. You're fascinated by, by their power, their dynamism of how they're able to, uh, that, that life energy that they have, which is, but you you wouldn't call it anything close to beautiful or no. or, or, or what you see there is is corruption is you see a person who's throws his life away what's interesting what you're saying is that the godfather you know it's set as a period piece it's set as a commentary on what america is becoming yes. and the heroes are not ozzy and harriet the heroes the people you're supposed to relate to are actually 
the, the, the Cosa Nostra, the, the family yeah. itself, right? Yeah. Even Michael, his own transformation from this young idealist who, you know, wears his Marine Corps uniform so proudly as a veteran, a decorated veteran of World War II, eventually gives way to the crasser elements of American life, to the money, to, to the power, to, to the girls, to the gambling. Although Michael is a much more pristine, he, he's, he's too efficient, he's too, he's too monomaniacal. Here there's a good contrast with, with Tony, who's much more of a, of a centralist. Sony is, Tony is Soprano is much more of a hedonist. You know, Look, uh, all the women that he sleeps with and, of and the beautiful things that he likes. Michael is above that. Michael, Michael sneers at that. That's a weakness that diverts you from the work at hand. Right, but that right. efficiency, that, that kind of cruel efficiency is, is ultimately the source of his own downfall. Because once he, sell, once he f- realizes after Sonny is assassinated at the uh, toll booth, and obviously Fredo was Great not team. able... Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and he, he got James, Con James Con was very well, very deserved uh, best supporting actor nomination. Yes. Yes. Maybe he should have got it. Our, our Jewish friend James Con playing James in Italian. Con. Yes. But yeah. Look, James Con at, at, at a while was was a darling. Pacino was really somewhat of an unknown actor. He had done, I think, he had done Panic in Needle Park. He had done a couple of small films. Um, and, uh, you know, Godfather was really his star oh, yeah. turn. Um, Absolutely. I have to say, though, that uh, Pacino ended up becoming a tremendous ham. You know what I'm saying? You know, yes. I'm saying after The Godfather, Godfather 2, he still is somewhat in, in you know. He yeah, in Godfather 3, there's, it, it feels almost hysterical at times. It feels like over the top. And obviously right. a lot of other roles that Pacino, he's become, you know, he's a great actor. Nobody could ever take that away from him but he he as you say he's become more of a ham yeah look i, I would say even in scarface and serpico scarface yeah. and serpico no, and scarface of, serpico is a more restrained performance than than scarface yeah obviously. but 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 again he's already pushing it towards the ticks the mannerisms yes. like he, yes. you know it's, it's sort of like you know like yes. it's like it's i can out dustin hoffman you know what i'm saying that's yeah, no, sort of look, that's the, sort the, of what he was that's the sort godfather of films are are just great showcases for Pacino as an actor and all the all the performances that's what makes one of the things that makes Godfather one and two such classics and arguably some of the very best films of all time the performances are just incredible from Hyman Roth you know Lee Strasberg as we were saying earlier yes yes before he started Mo Green I want to tell you somebody who as as somebody who got who knew Meyer Lansky in Miami I saw Meyer Lansky often and just no. watching Lee Strasberg playing the Meyer Lansky avatar person, you know, no. uh, Hyman Roth, that was, you know, it was just great. And, and, and I think, you know, you know, your point about we have rules, you know, here's Hyman Roth who lives in this small little Florida bungalow, right? Yeah. right? Yeah, you know, yeah, he is yeah. this, he, he's this incredibly wealthy, mur- you know, part of Murder Incorporated, but you know, right. he still has his, he still he has this little living room and he has his wife come in and bring yeah. the, 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 that was the, a Jewish, you know, I think that's trying to highlight the Jewish sort of the, the frugality of the, of the Jewish that's, gangster. That's right. You know, that is the power behind such, you know, enormous wealth and, and influence, but lives a modest life himself with his wife and you know that it's the, the i don't think an italian gangster would would lead that double double life or at least not in the 
portrayals in The Godfather of the Sopranos. But 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 again, I, I just to, to comment. Listen, this is not a Sopranos is very far from being vintage TV. But I think yeah. what you I it think, doesn't qualify for our program. Yeah, but I think one thing that David Chase, great TV. <laughs> I think I think it's it's David Chase. I think it was the David uh, Chase. David Chase. The writer I, I think part of what David Chase is trying to say is that this sort of nobility that you see in The Godfather, which is a reflection of a real thing, has almost withered away. You know, and the yes. characters, you know, Tony with his psychological issues and, you know, the type of, you know, again, look, there's a Luca, there's, you're going to have the same sort of betrayals that, that are in The Godfather, sure. but yes. some, but somehow. You've got your Luca Brazzi, you've right. got your big pussy, you know. Yes, right. Got... But, but somehow they are, they, they are, they are full of, of psychological issues and ticks. Yes. And smallness. I, there, as big of a person as, as James Gandolfini is, as much as you can't stop looking at him, you realize that he is a small person. Petty. He's a petty, petty person, yes. Petty. I mean, petty. there is growth. There is growth in the Tony Soprano character. I think it's a complicated portrayal of, of growth and then sort of regression and skepticism about the psychiatric field and right, which is... that, you know, more, more, you know, more opportunity for for self-awareness there, there's all of that is is in there it's very right. it's very complicated uh, look and, and look you are there's a difference between the sopranos which is like i guess 100 episodes over or 136 or okay so you have 100 you have 136 hours as opposed to the two and a half hours of the godfather or the 3 hours of godfather 2 so you can't you know a film is by definition even though uh, the Sopranos is the beginning of prestige. Eighty-six TV. episodes. My my apologies. Eighty-six okay. episodes. So I was closer. So you he, were closer. Yes. Indeed. So so my point is though, in eighty-six episodes, you can build something oh that you gosh, can't build. Prestige TV allows you to yes. to 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 to, ex, to you know explore depth Develop and to, possibility. To, you know, in ways the Godfather elaborate never, on these characters. Yeah. In ways the Godfathers could never do. I, I think you know one day we're going to have to talk if we talk about this because we know that Coppola's good friend, who got into it as well at the same time, was Scorsese, right? Yes. So Scorsese has Mean Streets and Goodfellas, Goodfellas and, and, and Casino. So yeah, you know there's yeah. there there is a. Um, a parallel of what's going on, even Raging Bull, which I think we should leave for a different time because that that makes our cut. I think I think Coppola traffics in a more sentimental or romantic, you know, an idealization of the old of the old country of the old ways of the you know Casa Nostra. I, I think um, he, 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 I think Scorsese is more of a of a of a precision you know filmmaker, more an, an artist. Act- yeah, an artist, but without the, without the larger, without the larger um, cultural crit- critique or cultural, you know. I don't I, think he need, I, I don't think he needs to do it. In other words, yeah, I, th- yeah. I, I, I it think Scorsese, Scorsese's way. palette is so rich. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, both of these films are, are tremendous, but they don't match some of the magnificent uh, scenes that Scorsese staged in Raging Bull. Yeah, scenes. Yeah, Scorsese is more of a master of the scene of the powerful scene. Um, I think Coppola tells a wider arc story or a wider lens 
you know, story. I think. Right, right. He, att- right. he attempts to, but, 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 but Coppola doesn't have any of, of, of Scorsese's understanding of missancy and intention of, 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 true. He had, you know, he had, um, he had the, the score of, uh, you know, I think his, was it, was it his, was it his father was helping him on that score, I think. Nina Rota. Right. Yeah. So he, he has Nina Rota's score and, 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 and that helps a lot, but, yeah. you know, I, I think the well, atmospherics, I, the atmospherics of Coppola are very powerful, I think. Whereas the whereas Scorsese, you've got the the thing itself. Right. And, and, and again, you know, Scorsese is a show off, but yeah. he is, you know, again, the the take the uh, the hell the, the last, you know, one of the, you know, the the, the pan panning shot, the tracking shots, the the split screens, yeah. the, the 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 slow motion. Right? Yeah, more, so, more, more shtick, a little more shtick. <laughs> but but in a way, uh, in a way that really um, puts it in such a loving pedestal. Yeah, these, no, it, it, he's there. Great, great filmmaker, no question. And, and but, 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 but even about to... this this subject, about the about mafiosi, about about violence, about what this life was, about the Italian immigrant struggle. Um, you know. Yeah, I don't uh, think Coppola is about violence. Ultimately, I think I think the Godfather's less about violence than about family and about tradition and about moral ambiguity. And I think Scorsese's gangster films are, are more about the existential questions around death and, and, and life and violence. Right. And, I, and, and, and look, and, and in that way, um, you know, they are an incredible, but again, an incredible, uh, what we were treated to was almost like, and then you, you know, and from the seventies on was yeah. almost like, you know, the screen exploded over and over again with explorations of this violent world and America and the world didn't seem to be able to get enough of it, whether it was the Valachi papers or, 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 you know, it was, it was all, again, it was, it was, it was a Renaissance for this genre to the point yeah. that, um, you know, let's, let's make another one. You know, uh, and once crime, you don't have, once you didn't have the, 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 the Bream committee, you know, uh, and the Hayes code telling you that crime can't pay, you know, right. you know, letting these guys get away with it, you know, you know, Michael assassinating all his enemies, uh, right. and, and doing the, and ultimate- then you've got this ambiguous end of the Sopranos, of course, the famous cut to black yes. where, you know, possibly he lives on and, and, you know, he's able to transcend his, his fate or transcend his circumstances or, 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 or not his, or his prosaic little diner right. where he ends right. up there. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. So let, let me hundred percent. All right. <laughs> That's it. My friends, uh, watch yourself on the way out. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.